Hello and welcome back to the Ten Pint Podcast. We're here with me, Lucas Normal, and Beefham. All right, lads. And today we're here with one half of Toffee TV. Ped, how are we, mate? I'm all right. It's the bad half. Most, <laughs> most people would say this is the bad half. The good half's at Sky doing all the popular stuff with Gary Neville and, uh, and Carragher. So <laughs> I apologise, you've got the bad half. <laughs> <laughs> so we normally get started off with, like, how did you start Toffee TV and what actually is Toffee TV for anyone that doesn't know? So Toffee TV is obviously, it's a YouTube channel. It's a YouTube channel that's been going since 2014, um, which has just grown grown in popularity, um, as as a lot of YouTube channels have, as YouTube has grown as a whole. Uh, there's obviously different bits off it, you know, the social media accounts, podcasts and all that kind of thing. Um, it started because I started doing podcasts in 2010 with a guy from America, which it was Weird setup. It was me at like four o'clock in the morning talking to a guy in Kansas about Everton, but it seemed to work. It seemed to like, it seemed to um, hit different demographics, yeah. people here and people who followed Everton abroad or watch from abroad. And it, 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 it got a good following. And from that, I started doing things for Radio Merseyside, started doing the Blue Room on Radio City. So I used to present the radio show from the top of the tower, which was just brilliant, just being in the tower and, and doing that. Um, and then I started wanting to do a bit more uh, radio stuff. So I went to... Uh, KCC Live, which is up in Heighton, yeah. um, and I started doing a show on there, and you could I could just basically do what I wanted. It was basically like what YouTubers like now, you just do what you want. Yeah. And I got Baz got involved. He wanted to get involved, and I'd known Baz for a few years just by playing football against them. Knowing he was he was a he was a cracking footballer, Baz. He really was. He was on Everton's books when he was younger, um, and probably would have made it as a professional if he had moved to another club rather than being at Everton. He got the <laughs> Everton case. He got the Everton case. He was at Everton <laughs> at the wrong time. And um, so we knew him and we just started to chat about things and started to get him on shows as a guest and found we had this real sort of um, sweet and sour outlook on things. He's very positive. I am massively negative, as anyone knows who, who listens to me. And we just found that we just sort of complimented each other. And one day we just, we were like, we seen this, started seeing the YouTube stuff growing. And we were like, we need to jump on that because someone else will jump on it and we'll be second. And I always like being first to things. I always like to try things before other people. Because um, I always think the first, if you can do things before everybody else, else you've got that head start naturally so we, we brought in like we brought in a video camera and we just filmed ourselves doing some, some bit of talking about Everton and we stuck it online and then we brought in like a load of plastic piping that you'd use for like a tent or a kid's <laughs> dollhouse or something and then we put we had like a green bit of uh, towel or something and it was this we basically made a green a terrible terrible green screen yeah and we just shot ourselves behind it and then we used just like iMovie to put something in behind us. It looked terrible, but it 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 with being in like a, a radio studio, it meant that you know, we had good sound and we had a backdrop that, that sort of worked. Yeah. Um and then that was actually before Toffee TV started. And then basically we went to Winslow because I looked at the Winslow pub and anyone who looks inside, it actually looks like a TV set. It's fantastic. And we went in there and we, with the help of a few different people, um, we, we managed to get a few shows cobbled together. The only problem was it was taking so long to get the 
shows back from the people who were doing them. It was taking so long to edit that the stuff was basically out of date. Yeah. So then we started doing stuff with mobile phones and that started quickening things up. We can get things turned around quicker. And from there, you know, we've grown and we've grown. We've got, as you can naturally do, you just get a little bit better equipment, get people to help you. And and luckily we've grown to having over 60,000 subscribers and um, being able to do it um, full time. Was that like a tough decision to take it full time? Baz actually decided to go full time because I was I was on the cabs and basically I was on the cabs because it meant I had loads of flexibility. I could do what I wanted when I wanted. So if someone said, can you come and do this thing for me or Evan are doing this thing that you've been invited to, I could just go. I didn't have to yeah. worry about a job. It was perfect. Um, and also, because being a taxi driver in Liverpool is absolutely nuts, um, you get loads of brilliant stories as well. So if you ever get any dead air, you just throw a few taxi stories in and it, it just, people just love them because... Well, it's the maddest thing which has happened in the taxi. Oh my God. Um, there's lots and lots of things that have happened to me. Lots and lots. Loads of celebrities. Who've you had in? Um, Who's like the most famous? Are there any footballers? Um, yeah, footballers. Yeah, but not really anyone famous. Just like people who have who have played for like say Samian and stuff. Yeah, I think who, who, Anthony Gerrard. I think I think I had him in once. Yeah. But like loads of sort of people who ended up being like like bigger celebrities. Like so, someone on Radio One now. So I worked for a week when MT, MTV were in Liverpool in 2008, was it? They did the MTV Awards. Yeah. I worked for a week as a driver for MTV. So I met loads of people doing that and people who were like on Radio 1 now. I think the host of Love Island, is it the Irish girl? Laura Whitmore. She was yeah. in the back of my car. Um, <laughs> she drove her around That's a little a good clip, isn't it? Drove her around. Um, there's someone today, actually. Someone we talked to today. Loads of people from Hollyoaks. Duncan from Blue. Um, I'm trying to think of whoever there was. There was a few people who were just like you. You you look at it and go, "Is that you?" Like a few wags. Yeah, I, I did it for long enough. Where like uh, there was there was, there was the, as I'm going along, I bet your names just start popping into my head of like of like you just I just had loads of mad situations. I once drove six people to London. Um, to catch a flight back to China because there was no other way of getting there other than a taxi and, and they were the nicest people in the world like one of them just sat on his computer watching uh, videos of Britney Spears the entire time like just <laughs> just, re just weird things have happened like like I've had girls have a wee on a seat no. in the car like just bizarre things happen when you any taxi driver will will appreciate this just really really strange things happen to you when you're a cab driver things you'll never ever expect <laughs> happen to you um yeah it's a weird profession but it's also yeah. gives you a real good insight to people um what's happening in the city like trends and stuff yeah like as you get older and you start like disappearing from that scene yourself you start to get an idea of what's going on you get a lot you get you understand a lot of terminology that other people <laughs> mightn't so yeah there's a lot yeah. of words that I, that I was like what what does that mean and then the more the people start saying it you know oh, okay i know what that means and it comes in little white bags. Um, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's it's a mad, mad profession to be in. But it, do you know what? I actually sort of miss being a taxi driver. Just that you get there's like a little buzz around the city at night, so yeah. Friday and Saturday nights that you that you feel part of the city. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yes, yeah, so it took a while to get get that out of my system. So when did you 
like what was the transition? Did you go part-time taxis and then Yeah, you know what it was? It was when Uber came into the city. It yeah. was a lot easier to be um, on the cabs and just work like a Friday and a Saturday night with Uber because it's sort of like pay-as-you-go on Uber, yeah. whereas other companies you have to pay money up front. I think it's all changed now. And I know Baz was a social worker up in, in Heighton in Nosley. Yeah. And, and that's a tough job. He was working around like Cancel Farm and places like that. And it was a really, really tough job. And I think it just got to a point where it was getting him down. And he was just like, I've had enough of this. And he just went, I'm, I'm finishing and I'm going full time. So I had no option but to go full time. Because mm. a lot of the time, because I was on the cabs, time was my own. It started, it, started, it started being like a Monday to Saturday job. And as I started doing more and more stuff, it just started dwindling down to being putting all the hours in on a Friday. So I'd go out on a Friday, let's say, at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I wouldn't come home until like six in the morning and then do it again on a Saturday. Yeah. And that was all that was that was my money. And it was all to just get this going. And Baz had a lot of flexi as well. So we'd just come in and go, I was supposed to be at a, like supposed to be some woman's house to take the kids off them or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be in the studio doing stuff with me and and it, he just got to a point where the job was just getting far too stressful for him. Yeah. He was like He's like, let's just take the leap. So he decided, and then I decided, and um, we never, we've never looked back. To be honest, we've never yeah. looked back. Do you prefer? You say that was more stressful, or speaking about Evans? No, being, being on the cabs. When I first started on the cabs, it was very stressful. You know, when you're dealing with people and you're dealing with cash and you're working in the middle of the night. You know, mm. those three things don't mix together. You know, sometimes yeah. uh, most people. 90% of the people are nice and, and, and stuff. But it's all the other stuff. It's just like the aggression of people. Yeah. Obviously, drink, drugs, all the rest of it. Want to be somewhere in five minutes when it's 30 minutes away or whatever. There's just that aggression. It's just stressful. Um, but it wasn't the same when I was on Uber, so it was a lot less stressful. So I, I was quite chilled out. And then, But then when you're so mad Everton all the time, oh, my God. When, you, when something you love, absolutely love, becomes your job as well mm. and it's the balancing of the two things it's so so stressful like last season off. i can't switch i can't I, I can't switch off when we're in situations like we were last season um mm. it was just always always on my mind and how it's going to play out and what it's going to mean and what it's going to mean for the business as well as as your football club and it's just it's just I don't really worry about anything other than Everton Football Club. Yeah. Like I don't worry like about bills or or anything about you know people stress over the or get worried about the, the most basic things. I understand why. Like you know it's not it's a tough world out there, but like you know people worry about the weather and all kinds. I'm like I couldn't get if it's raining I'll put a coat on. If it's sunny I'll put shorts on. But Everton is just like it's on my mind all the time. Yeah. And. I have to have, I have to have other things, and it's now to the point where I have checked out of a lot of other football stuff. Like people like love football and watch everything they get their hands on. I've, I've checked out a lot of that stuff now. I don't tend to watch other football other than Everton, yeah. um, and like you know, match of the day and things like that. But I've checked out of all of that because it's just there's too much of it. Too much of it can be a really bad thing. You know, when yeah. when the game now it's twenty four seven, isn't it's it? It's games constantly. It's always like, on. If you look at some weeks, it's like Monday night football, Tuesday, Wednesday, Champions League, Europa yeah. Thursday, Friday night might be championship game, Saturday, Sunday, Premier League. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's like it doesn't stop. It doesn't no. stop. And it doesn't stop on social media, which has become the big thing, isn't yeah. it now? That you can't check out of football. Like every day, you, there's a drama 
whether it's a whether it's a big drama or it's a little drama, it's a drama to some people. Yeah. And you you've got to you've got to be able to sort of get away from that in a way. Like I social media to me is I look at it and I do laugh at after things people get obsessed with, but I also understand why they get obsessed with it because football is a huge thing for a lot of people. It's it's a lot of people's lives, and the, and it's I I think it's the little things in football that drive. You know, you can't control the big things, but you want to be able to control the little things. Like one of the things I it annoys me more is when people have a go at people for like when's the kick gonna be out. And like for some people, that's a big thing. You know, f- they want the kids to walk around yeah. and Everton kids and have a bit of pride while Liverpool fans are walking around in theirs. Do you want that? And then when someone goes, "Oh, you're a grown man. What are you worrying about the kid for?" And I'm like, because that fella just wants to have his kids in the kit or yeah. wants to wear it himself, wants to show a bit of pride in his kit. You know, in his football club and little things like that annoy uh, me. By the way, how mad was that the other week? They done the after they released the Everton kit, they done the number changes, didn't they? <sighs> See, that annoys me. That yeah. annoys me. Yeah. That's like that's like just mad. That's little things like that. They little things, aren't they? Yeah. You go and buy your kid a kit and you get you whack, you know, Deli Alley 36 on it and then he changes it to 20. He's got a big smiley face. Yeah. Why do you mm-hmm. just do that the other week? Because that's kids now got to go and get his kit. He'll have worn it. He'll have to take it back. You have to go through all that rigmarole. And it's just like, and it's got, my God, God forbid if he bought it online. Oh my God, you've got no chance, have you? Oh my <laughs> God, you've got no chance. And it's like, it's little things like that, that, that yeah. do annoy me. And I understand why they annoy other people as well. Because it's the little things in football. Like, you know, people, people, season tickets not turning up. That's, that's I've seen the ones where they're all different ages. Uh, that stuff's stressful though so I understand why that stuff's stressful and when when I see people complaining about on social media and go what are you moaning about I think well where else have they got to moan about that you know where else are they going to shout about they're going to walk to walking you know Costa or Starbucks and shout about it like they should Twitter's the place yeah, to moan yeah. about things isn't it whether it's right or it's wrong you know what I mean so I don't understand why why people are so down on other people complaining about Remember things when we had to play in the um, previous season's kit against Palace a few years ago I've got a better story than that right so Everton went to pre-season in America in 2009, 2010 season, right? And they were just changing over from Umbro to La Coque Sportif, right? Yeah, yeah. And they didn't have an away kit. And they were playing the MLS All-Stars, yeah. right? It was a big game. It was a big, important game. Everton wore the training kit because they hadn't <laughs> brought their away kit out. And it's just like, why Why didn't you have the away kit ready to play in this big, important game in America that's going to have all kinds of eyes on it? No, we wore a training top that you probably couldn't buy in America anyway. And Oh, my God, they're the things that just never change about Everton and just absolutely bear my head out. And they just never change, do they? Everton, there's always something yeah. with kits or numbers or, 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 or something. There's always those little things. Or I can't buy them in the shop or I can't get it here and you promised me. Oh, my God. Uh, and it's those things that really annoy fans more yeah. than the other things. It's those little things that are really get under people's skin. Then they don't, you know, going into the going into the shop first day and finding there's no socks for your kids. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. what would you say? Like the hardest video you've like had to do is like to make a final words after the game. And you've been like, I, I can't, I really can't be asked doing this. I think any time we've been battered by Liverpool. And I have to do it live. Yeah. Is they're the hardest ones. Um, you know, one of the, I mean, before that, one of the famous ones was ones that sort of 
um, put us on a map was when we got beat four 0 by Liverpool and Martinez was the manager and we were playing them in the uh, we were playing in the semi final a few days later against Manchester United and I just I just I liked Roberto Martinez who's such a nice man I got met him a few yeah. times such a nice fella and I had to just basically destroy him on a video I was so angry. And it, you know, it went viral for because Evertonians sympathised and Liverpool fans were just laughing. And <laughs> do you know what though? I, I, I watched that video back like not that long ago, and it's quite funny. So I, know, I, do, I do say some awful. Like thing. <laughs> I think you're saying, "What well, puss and boots?" Do you know what? Should I say something? <laughs> puss and boots eyes. I just, ri- I just ripped them. I just, it was just a tirade of just terrible things that I said. And he was a nice man as well. And and. <laughs> yeah, he was a lovely man, and and, and I look back on things like that, and you just, you but you gotta you gotta say what you feel like. Anyone who doesn't, anyone who controls it, I just think it's nonsense. It's why I, it's why if if I'm in the house and we've played a game, I will immediately try and speak rather yeah. than waiting to calm down. But some of those derby ones, you know, when we've been beaten, um, like say four 0 or, or something like that, and you're having to do it live. Yeah, you know, it's it's it is it is tough. Like, you ever not done one because you're that angry about no, it? No, no, because I I just that's my it's my job to do it. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. people whether it's right or wrong are watching for either entertainment because they just want to laugh at you, or the flip side is is they want to. There's people out there who are watching who want to sympathise and want that person to to be, you know. That's how I feel. That's and and you've got to have that. You've got to be able to front it, no matter what. Yeah. You know, year before, year before, or whenever you know when we when we beat them at Anfield, and I'm I was on for an hour, over an hour, and it was just like a party, and I'm, I'm like you know people are like get Baz on and and it's all you know and I'm playing playing Everton songs and I'm getting like YouTube strikes for it and all kinds. But it was just like it was amazing and I'm banging on the wall of this me neighbour because I know he's a red and all stuff like that. People love that kind of thing. You've got to be able to take it. You've got to be able to. You've got to be able to front it. If you've just been battered or you've just been beaten, you've got to be able to front it. And I, I actually I like going on live straight away and just put my raw feelings out there and you know the, the, do you know what the toughest one and i'm just it's just coming to me now was the burnley game getting b3-2 by burnley oh, was yeah. the toughest one and like paddy power took a clip of me because i was crying i was crying i thought we were down that night i was i was so angry but i was also just destroyed by it seeing your team get beat by burnley 3-2 it's just horrific yeah, we went to meet it was yeah, just we, like it was horrific wasn't it it was like we battered them in a way as well like but it was yeah because it was like one of those games I don't know about you, but I've I've been watching football and certainly Everton long enough to know when a game is going away from you, even yeah. if you're winning. Like there was something Roy Keane's book about. He he said there's something in his book, his balls biography about. He knew even though when they were getting beat, he said they were getting beat at Spurs three 0 They ended up winning five three, and yeah. he was like, he said, I knew we were going to beat them because he said you just get a sense, and I often know think as a fan I can feel that when it's coming but the players can't or the manager can't see it coming and that's what makes me angry and that night I was I honestly thought we were gone that night I thought that was it getting beat 3-2 by Burnley and I was just distraught after the game and I did did the video and I had like tears in my eyes and I was just it was so hard to do and then I had to do I think I had to do like five, Radio 5 straight, straight away and I had to calm myself down from that because that's like a different thing like that's sometimes some of the things you have to do is like you have to do your own videos and then like you'll get a phone call from Radio 5 and they'll be like do you want to come on and you have to suddenly go dead professional um, and have to change the way you, you, you talk 
But that, yeah, that was a horrible night, that. That was a horrible night. But you've got... You, you can't not... Like, consistency is the key, isn't it? For everything, you know, you'll know that doing this. You've got to put stuff out week after week or yeah. people forget about yeah. you. People, it's it's your consistency. So if you, if you don't go on after the game and do what you've been doing for when you've won a game or, or whatever, you... you you're gonna be soon lost. Someone they're gonna people are gonna find something else to watch. And even if that if that's Liverpool fans, listen, some of our biggest videos of being after a defeat and Liverpool fans wanna come on. There was one one a few years ago when we got we got beat and afterwards I just came on and went, Yeah, we deserved to get beat. We were terrible. And I think loads of reds were gutted that I hadn't like broke down and yeah. bit. And I was like, yeah. we're playing like playing like one of the best teams out there. Why do you think I'm gonna be what did you think I th- I thought was going to happen there. I knew we were going to like get a beat, going to get beat. And then the flip side is last season's derby in Anfield. When afterwards I've come on and I'm absolutely fuming because we should have got a penalty yeah. for Gordon, and I'm, I feel like we've been absolutely cheated. And they come on and then they start having a go at you mm-hmm. because your emotion isn't the emotion they want. They want you to be. They want you to be down or one thing or another. But when they see you being angry because you think you deserve to get. God forbid a result at Anfield, they 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 change then, and that's, and then that's when they go viral. Sometimes when people are passing them round through, you know, whatever WhatsApp groups, going look at this knobhead, look what he he said they deserve the point. He said that Anthony Gordon didn't dive. Watch this, and then that. It was definitely a pen, wasn't it? If you cut in front of a player, it's a penalty. I don't care what any anyone says. But that's where it happens. And obviously, the viral stuff is the viral stuff's been the big thing, can be the big thing. But it's never intentional. It's never ever intentional. It's just what happens in the in the heat of the moment. You know, we get or it gets dragged up. Got dragged up today, actually. About when we went to Sky and we were there on deadline day, and I've stupidly said we've won transfer, we've won the transfer deadline, and that keeps on getting dragged up. And I'm like, do you know what? That moment, I was thinking of something clever to say. Yeah. Because Sam Allardyce was in was was in the was in the studio, and I'm thinking of something that's going to get on his nerves, and it did get on his nerves because I know that for a fact because we were told to not be in the same room as him because he was very very angry about something we said. But that always comes back that, and I just think that's just something I said, and it was it probably sounds dead stupid now, yeah. but when you're live and you're on Sky Sports News and you're trying to big up your football club and say this is going to be a great day, things come out your mouth that sometimes you don't expect. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't change that for the world because afterwards that clip of um, what we said about Allardyce went viral. You know, and then the clip about what I said about the transfer deadline, they went viral for all the Reds. But both of them are both combined to make, you know, people put eyes on what we're doing. And if people are putting eyes on what we're doing, then then we're obviously doing 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 the right thing. I mean, it's not it's not like you know some channels out there. You know, it's not the the gold bridges of the world yeah. kind of stuff. My God, we'd love to have a bit of that. But get it right, there are a lot of YouTubers out there and a lot of people who in, in this marketplace who, mm. you know. They don't even use their real names. They don't. They don't. Every the characters, and they say things to, to get themselves out there. And you know, we've all seen the rise of, the Goldbridges and the Ars- yeah, the, yeah. the characters of Arsenal fan TV. It's mad that they're mad the way they've they've smashed it in a way. But then yeah. at the same time, it's like, it's not real. Is it really an Arsenal channel, or is it? I want to be. See, I'm famous. I'm 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 mates with Robbie. I've known yeah. Robbie for a long time, and he's brilliant at what he does. 
like Arsenal Fan TV or AF AFTV, which is now called because Arsenal won't even let them call it Arsenal Fan TV. Um, he just basically puts a mic in front of people, and he's always said that. He said it's not his opinion. He's become a little bit more opinionated in the last year, um, as he's been allowed to. As it's grown, and he sort of basically can say what he wants now. I think beforehand yeah. it was like, well, I'll let other people say what yeah, they want. He used to be very like when it was arse and when getting an out, he was always, I'm sitting on the fence. Exactly, really. because then no one could ever say, you said this or you said that. He let other people have an opinion. The problem with the channel was it became it became like a revolving set of, of actual characters, didn't it? And cast members. And it still is that to a, to, a, to a degree. I just think that it's expanded in such a way. It's so big now. That it, it's a lot. It's allowed to be a bit more organic now. It doesn't mm. rely on troops and you know DT standing outside. You know the Emirates screaming, get rid of Wenger. They can be a little bit more articulate now, and they've got different ranges of shows. We never wanted to go down that line because the simple fact is we just don't think Scousers are like that. No, you know red, the Red Men's had, had mm. varying degrees of success being outside with the fan cams, but it's normally you know absolute lunatics <laughs> who who do who do want to be who do want their own careers or just like foreign fans or just scouts if you stuck a, a microphone after you've just been beaten yeah they'd walk past you and go i want the boozer i want the chip you yeah, want yeah. Home. not really no nah. one wants this so we we never entertained that it wasn't something we really wanted to do we we were more as selfish as it sounds we were just more concentrating on our opinions of the game and then once we got the studio, um, getting people in on on the shows afterwards or the beforehand, and we let the match take care of itself because it is hard if you, if you're doing all that stuff. How much do you actually focus on the game? Yeah, I you still enjoy like, the game, then do you? I still like going the game yeah. as a fan and enjoying it as a fan. And obviously, I do my match reaction afterwards, but that's after the game. Um, you know, in the ground, that's after the game. I'm not filming myself or anything like that. I mean, there has been moments, but only just to catch that adulation of of the crowd um but the stuff which you know people stopping themselves from going the game i i, I don't don't quite get that don't quite, yeah. so it's it is it, it's a balancing act to be yourself and then you know what other people might be might be doing what i'd say is which is very good what you do is the final words after it so you have your initial match reaction mm. and then you can sort of go back reflect like yeah. settle down and then do like do you know like the in depth stuff? Yeah, because even like if I do my in, if I do something after in the ground afterwards, which I always try and do, even by the time I've done that, so when I get home and I do like the player ratings video, which is normally live, after you you can find stuff out in in that you might have seen something where you think um, something happened or the, or you should have been given a penalty, and in that space of time between getting home, you might have a completely different outlook. Yeah. Sometimes you, we watch the highlights. On a telly, it's completely different to when you've seen it at the game. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Especially, I mean, I sit in the Gladys Street and the stuff that happens at the park end, I think there was one last season, I can't remember it was against, but Pickford made some unbelievable save. But at the time, I didn't realise he'd made the save. I just thought he just, it just hit him or he just hit it away. But when I watched it again, it was an unbelievable save and I couldn't, I, couldn't, I didn't know that till I got home and yeah. then you can add that to what you're saying and then you get... You get like to the Monday, and then you've calmed down a little bit, and you start to watch, look through a different, you know, perspective. You're just not looking through the stats, and you take the emotion away, and you can have a different look on the view of the game, then a different view of the game. So, it is very, it is very raw, and, and then different people like different videos. People love the straight after the game. You're giving the raw, you know, raw look on it. And I remember last season we had the Newcastle one, 
And afterwards, basically for 10 minutes, I was just giving grief to Geordies, essentially. <laughs> I was just and, you know, I was just having a go at them for 10 minutes, which, I mean, I got loads of grief about that. And then you go home and you look at everything and you go, God, we were, we were lucky there. We got, you know, and then you get, and then when someone else starts joining in the conversation, you get different a different perspective again. So, and as I said, different people like different shows. They like the raw emotion of being in the ground. And then some people like the analytical view on a Monday when you're looking back at the game with all the stats and that perspective of watching it maybe two or three times so it, there's, there's different different angles for different people so when we get beat do you find that you get more views because I think especially with yeah. Arsenal fan TV people, you see people saying like oh they're doing it this they're was not bothered when they get beaten because you get more views this was something means. that was thrown at us early on um, oh, I used love it when we get beat. Mm. It's like, I don't, because I hate getting beat, <laughs> and it makes me feel horrible. And number two, no. If it's a game where you've been beaten, because obviously we got beat, but it was, it was the handball, so a lot of people come on, and they want your perspective on it, and they want to share the... Basically, just share the anger, aren't you? You want, yeah. it, you want your view... Um, you know, you want you want your view to be the same and you want people to say, yes, it was Ampol. He saw it, he saw it, he saw it the same as me. I'm not going mad. And they want that. And, they, you know, it's it's verification of what they what you what your opinion is. So when there's a game like that, or say the, say the derby with Anthony Gordon, people will come on and watch that because they're fuming. And they want they want you to have the same kind of fume. And, yeah. and that's what it is. When you, when you get beat in a game away at Crystal Palace or something... People are, people are just, or it's like, say it's like January where people are just fed up with football and have had enough, and it's they're not they're not going to watch. They're just not they're not they're not asked. You know, nil nil at Watford towards the end of the season. Yeah. People people are just, I'd be like, oh, I'm not bothered. I can't be bothered. But when there's something big on that game, when there's been a big moment in it, people will watch. And it's not it's not that. Um, it's not that they're low or anything. They just they just want their views validated. Yeah, yeah. And you find that with a lot of stuff, people take like vicariously in it. Yeah, people, it's yeah. like anything, isn't it? It's like you you if you switch on, you might switch on like say Monday night football with with you know, with Neville and uh, Carragher. And if they if there has been a moment on the Saturday, say, like that incident with Manchester City and they turn around and go it was definitely on ball. You sh you feel vindicated. You weren't yeah. going mad. You don't think the world's against you. You know that they feel the same way as you do because those two people have have, have said the same thing. Well, it, the same thing happens with us. It's like people will switch on and, you know, people will go, well, they've seen it the same way. I'm not going mad. And because it's a global, it's global content, isn't it? At the end of the yeah, day, yeah. like like everything we do now, it's global content. People will think it the same way. So, no, I, I God, I, couldn't think of anything worse. Getting beats just the, it's more than depressing. It's especially when there's a lot of defeats. I mean, my God, last year, last year, October to December was just horrific. Really? It was horrific, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was we share a studio with the Redmen, by the way. Redmen TV. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, we share oh. a, we share a building with them. Sorry, our studios are our own, but yeah. we share a building with them, and they don't. It's come to the point that they just don't even say anything <laughs> to us. They, they used to like give us grief, like yeah. if they won something. Like I remember they won something, and we came in on the Monday, and there was all Liverpool or a derby. Makes me a derby. And we came in on a Monday, and there's all shirts all over our studio or stuff like that. They don't even bother doing that now. They just look at you and go, "You're yeah, right. sorry for us, you're right." And go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We won a yeah. trophy at the weekend. Oh yeah, nice one. Yeah, I didn't I? I, I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't even know. So it's it, it, now get like God. I, there's not a chance on it that I could enjoy getting beat. 
because it meant big views. Yeah. No, what would mean big views? Come winning. Would yeah, mean big definitely. views. <laughs> winning a trophy would mean well, big views. I was looking at some of your highest views. One a lot of them were when um, Cenk Tosson signed for I know, us. It was brilliant. When he signed, um, lo- I think what it was was loads of loads of Turkish people probably thought we were the highlights. And we never <laughs> said we were the highlights. And then the views went through the roof. And we were like, oh, this is amazing. This is going to last forever. Cenk Tosson, what a legend. Yeah, it never lasted, obviously. Um, you do get that. You get people thinking that. Think... They go on YouTube, you know, they'll look for a game and they'll think it's the highlights. But And they're actually on YouTube. There are there are things to stop you doing that. You can't tag your video saying it's highlights if it's not highlights. Because um, if people come on and think it is, it, it, it won't recommend your video to like a wider audience. But uh, yeah, the Cheng Tosin effect was amazing. <laughs> um, I remember because the Redmen at the time were having a Mo Salah f- uh, thing as well. And I thought, this will last forever, lads. This huh. is this is just like when we bought um, Jelovic and he was better than Suarez <laughs> for five minutes. No, yeah, they were, they were mad. They were great, those views. <laughs> Do you know how we sound like, I don't know, someone from that sort of area? That's a bit like... Well, I'm listen, I've said for years and years, we should have been in the American market years yeah. ago. Like, I've just dead lucky. I've just come back from the States. And, you know, the market's there. Like, I don't think our... I don't think our uh, fanship over there is is any bigger than anyone else's. Chelsea's is huge, um, but we have we have proper good fans in America, proper yeah. hardcore who are who are like us. They feel it like us. They're not just you know they get up at silly times and they are they are really into it. And a lot of them try and come over and stuff. And we we there's a massive market over there that we're not exploiting. And I, but I, what I do, would say is I think you need a play, player. I think yeah. Le- Leeds are going to get a big bump this season from having an American manager yeah, yeah. and American players. They're going to be they're going to be um, probably more the main. There isn't a main game as such in America because every game's live. Yeah. But there's going to be more emphasis on them. And I think outside of the the, the football bubble's going to look at them more. Um, some of the the kind of stuff where people will be watching for the NBA highlights or the NFL highlights. There's going to be more emphasis on like teams like Leeds. Fulham have had it in the past. And I think not signing Landon Donovan was a massive miss yeah. for Everton. Do you think that's why we've got them fans now, though? Or yeah, of course. Yeah. They'll save yeah. themselves. Um, my God. I'm, I, I, an American told me that he started supporting Everton um, in 2020 because he'd been watching Ted Lasso and Everton were the only team to get to get beat by Ted Lasso's team in, <laughs> and I was just like I was like you're, you're not right mate you're not right you're not right in the head but that's a good way to start following Everton getting yeah. beat um, no I, I think you've got to I think you've got to have some some players and Landon Donovan was a big miss and Tim Howard loads of people have said Tim Howard was the reason they started following yeah. Everton because wow else are you going to follow Everton we don't win anything yeah. we haven't we haven't been in Europe that much in the last few years so you need someone you can connect with and I think Everton have missed a massive trick not continuing to buy American players or looking on those markets and I think other clubs have been clever they've looked at those markets and brought players in and never even played them but it's it's give them a link I think Arsenal bought a Japanese player in a few years ago and they give him the number nine shirt I think he was only there for a season is that Rio Maiachi? it might not, have been listen I'm not going to start saying it's a no, 
Jason Park, he's fucking he's nice nah. again. Oh, was a kid. He went. He ended up going to Monaco. I think Goldie bought him from Monaco. Yeah. But he was there for a year. But while he was there, he was on every like billboard in Japan and stuff like that. And you've seen that with like Leicester, the way they've had their time with you know with Thailand and yeah. all the rest of it, and going out there and trying to build a fan base. Everton, if they're going to build a fan base abroad, it's going to be America because we've already got we've already got a hardcore there, and we can tap into as I said the, the Tim Howards and the and the Landon Donovans. But that's slowly ebbing away. That is disappearing. It's how would not like an ambassador or anything. Yeah, he's huge, yeah. but but for Everton though, is he yeah, still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But while I was in America, he—I don't think he went to any of the games. I think he w- did one event yeah. while I was there. It's like, why wasn't he at every event? You know, mm. if he wants paying, pay the man. That's Adrian Heath's over there, isn't he? Managing? He yeah, managed. he's at Minnesota. Yeah, 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 seen him while we were there. Yeah, yeah. but he's not necessarily seen as because the MLS is. It's it's still quite small, mm. and if you're a part of MLS, like you're not going to be renowned within the country. You need names who play for America, who've done something big for America, yeah. and that's where Landon Donovan was key. And how we never signed him, how we never sorted something out, was beyond me because he would have been huge. You know, having him as the as a literal ambassador while he was yeah. playing would have been a massive thing. Good player as well. Yeah, he's he a was, good player. Yeah. He wasn't just a token player. Yeah. He was a good player. Um, he got to Spurs as well. No, that was. No. Um, that was that was Dempsey. Oh, that yeah. was Dempsey. Um, yeah. Who we could have signed. We had Brian McBride on loan, and he, yeah, yeah. he we let him we get let him go back, and then he went to had a good career at Fulham. Mm. And these players we should have we should have we should have signed because they were good players. And you know you've seen at the moment there is good American talent out there, and it's how you it's how you keep all that you know it's how you establish links to, yeah. to a country like 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 America. Do you reckon that's why City have that um, backup goalie who's American? They, do they need them? They've got like twelve teams around the country, <laughs> down the world, haven't they? They, I, I, they own or like Melbourne, don't they? They own. They've got like New 12. York, I think. As well. got, yeah, yeah, yeah. They own loads. The city group own loads, mm-hmm. and that's where football's going. That's what's terrifying about supporting a club like Everton is that that's where it's going. You know, your Red Bulls of the world and all yeah. this kind of thing. Those clubs are getting their fingers into every little pie, and Everton have got to start doing something different to compete because our name is just slowly being eroded. We, you know, it's when you hear these debates of like who's bigger, West Ham, Newcastle, Everton. You, yeah. you tear your hair out. You're like. Yeah, the trophies we've won and, and the, the 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 level we were when I was a kid, I know you have not had that, but to me, that's Everton are, uh, are, we're a huge club, but I've seen it just a road. You know, yeah. City, Chelsea were nothing when I was younger. Even when I was in my teens, those clubs were nothing. And they are huge now. Chelsea are probably the biggest club in America now because they go there every single year. Yeah. And they're huge. They're huge. You know, for a guy to come and want to buy them for like four, five billion dollars, that's huge, you know what I mean? Mm. So, I don't know how Everton are going to ever get back to that level. Why do you think we fell off? Because we were obviously 80s, 90s. What, how have we gone from obviously the successful 80s yeah. and just completely fell off? What, because we why? are we are a terrible club at like a, a, knowing what's coming next. And when the Premier League started, they we were in the room. There was like we were the big five. Yeah. <laughs> we were the big five and we were in the room and we knew what was coming but we never other clubs like Manchester United the first thing they did was start to build Old Trafford and make it a huge stadium we never we just sat around thinking everything's going to be the same but we're going to get more money and other clubs started to build um, ironically one of the clubs you didn't do at either was Liverpool Liverpool never did it they sat around but they already had such a big fan base that 
they had a head start anyway. But we just sat around basically waiting for something good to happen. And it never, because yeah. all those other clubs started going away. And then, listen, we had that big chance, didn't we? When Farad Mishiri come in and we've absolutely made a mess of it. And I suppose the only thing that could could propel us is the stadium, which is obviously we've all seen. I think it will. I don't think it'll get us up to like that level, no. but I think it'll get us to a level where we can, we can, if we've got a good system, we can buy players and we don't have to worry about FFPs of the world. Yeah. And it'll give, will it'll mean we can bring in better sponsors and have more. I think we'll have more money, and we'll be paying more money for our tickets. <laughs> by the way, let's not be stupid about that. And I think it'll it'll give us more people will look at us going, wow, look at their stadium. They're you know very much a club on the up, and it, it's perception a lot of the time of where your club is. You go to Goodison and you look at it, and people go, oh, it's a, what a great old stadium that is. But mm. it's it's an old stadium, isn't it? You yeah. go there because. You go there for the for the tradition, but football's moving very, very quickly, and it's moving away from us very, very quickly. In talk of super leagues and all that kind of thing, we we need to get going soon, and we need to do something different. But like I was talking about before, with all the little things, we don't seem to be doing the little things right. Yeah. If you don't seem to be doing the little things right, I don't think you're doing the big things right. So maybe that stadium will be the kickstart. What's the main issue? Who's the main person? You, you of, of course, Ken, right? But like the only the main the, problem the owner is just is just um not learning his lessons it would seem mm. the other listen you can start on bill Cullen right to the world and you can start on you know the ceo or who's on the board and all these things but the owner just doesn't seem to learn his lesson he doesn't seem to understand that it's not you can't just have these you can't just be this nice little club from L4 and expect to do big things. Yeah. You've got to start reaching for the reaching for the sky and but you've got to have the people in the background who understand that. And I don't think I think you know, we've heard Marcel Brand speaking recently and saying, Well, I was trying to establish this thing and then the owner kept on going, No, let's go and buy that fella for 150 million or or seventy five million but give him two hundred thousand pound wages. I don't think you can do that. You know, as mm. nice as bringing Hamas Rodriguez was in and he is one of the best players I've ever seen play for Evan, although I never got to see him live. Sad that isn't it? It's sad. <laughs> but he was on Champions League wages, yeah. and I don't think you can pay Champions League wages unless you're in the Champions League. Yeah. Not a club like Everton. It was lovely. It was the you know, he was he gave us like just like little memories of saying, well, he played for us. But even that, they got wrong. The day he should signed, he should have gone, is the number 10 shirt, mate? Because that's your brand. Forget about the other fellow, which we sort of have forgot about the other fellow. Uh, <laughs> is, your, is the number 10 shirt? That's you. Hammers 10, that's your brand. That's going to be all over the world. Even that, we couldn't get right. See, I find it mad. Like, it all just, during the common sense. Yeah. Like, that's just... Isn't that just like, common sense? You just yeah. think there'll be someone in the room Come yeah. on. Do these that. are qualified CEOs who like, who's business people making these like, I don't I don't know but like, but like to me it's mental it's just like see that fella his whole brand is being wearing the number 10 and that's his brand you know he's a, he's a big you know he's got a big sponsorship with like Adidas and he's a big he'll have it all over his socials Hammers 10 and all this give him the number 10 shirt give him yeah. the number 10 shirt and make that a huge thing put it all on posters and knock up a load of t-shirts with Hammers 10 on and make sure people in like places like Miami, you know, uh, places anywhere in America, which has got like Colombians or just Latin American yeah. fans and then go to Colombia and start giving shirts away or have a pop-up shop with like 
number 10 hammers or whatever do yeah. something that gets that out there when they signed him it was it was brilliant when they signed him all the big stuff in town or uh, in New York Times Square uh, they had Bogota they had it on a building they had it in Miami it was brilliant but they never built on it and that's Everton Football Club for you yeah. they do things when they fa- when it first happens and it's spectacular sometimes it's spectacular and you never build on it because you have to build on things you, you can't just be remembered for one thing you have to keep going back and back and back it's the same about Chelsea before in America they go back every year don't yeah. forget who we are they went and bought Pulisic you can't tell me they bought Pulisic because they thought he was an amazing number 10 they bought him because they thought he was good but also what he could offer them in the American market and it is just like who in the room was there to just go give him the number 10 shirt mm. oh yeah but the fellow who wears the number 10 shirt mightn't like that I don't care I don't care. Give him another shit. <laughs> Give him whatever other number he wants. This fella's on £200,000 a week. This fella's going to be on all our posters. This fella's going to be... Was This fella's going to elevate Everton from being little Everton in L4 to, to Everton worldwide brand. And he never... And it's stuff like that that I will never, ever understand. And I'll never understand... Anyone at Everton who doesn't, who doesn't, who at Everton is saying that. And that to me comes from the fella at the top, not employing a fella, a CEO, who then employs a fella to make those decisions. Yeah. It's like, they're the little things that absolutely do my head in. You've got to create a brand and that's how you do it. That's how you do it. And people, some people go, it's just a number. What difference does it make? It's like, well, Michael Jordan was number 23. Do you, what do we remember? Yeah. Everyone knows he was number 23. Like CR7, yeah. isn't it? CR7, R9. Yeah. It's like these people have brands and you've got to buy into their brand mm. as much as it being the other way. And yeah, I, they, those are the things that baffle me about Everton Football Club. Yeah. It starts at the top. Listen, the fella has put a lot of money into Everton and he's building as a nice stadium, but it doesn't get him off the hook for all the other things, you yeah. know? We spent 1.5 million last summer. This summer, okay, we spent a little bit more, but we've just had to sell our best player. I don't care what anyone says, yeah. Richarlison's our best player. Yeah. You know, he was our, he's the catalyst for getting us away from the relegation zone. And he's had to sell him for 60 million quid on the deadline of FFP. I mean, that's not a coincidence, is it? It's oh. like that's down to bad business. So it starts at the top and it just drips, 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 drips down. And he might have got the next level sorted in terms of football by bringing Kevin Felwell and bringing Frank Lampard in. That's fine. But if those decisions above him are wrong, they affect him. Yeah. Frank Lampard's transfers this season are affected by the people upstairs because he hasn't got as much money. It's, yeah. it's common sense, isn't it? It's common sense. And you going back to what you were saying before, when you have got players and you're giving them new shirts, numbers, a week <laughs> before the season, all that, it's... Oh. You would think, won't you? Like this season, they would have had the same day they released the home kids. Yeah. Like Anthony Gordon's changed to yeah. Deli Alley. Make sure yeah. you get down and yeah. get that number for them. Yeah. And then. And who gives James Tarkowski number two? That needs to be. <laughs> so, there needs to be an internal meeting about that. Right. <laughs> oh, like, see, I'm, that's, that's where I'm old school. It's like Patterson number two. Give Tarkowski. Michael Keane, sorry, mate. Your number five's going to Tarkowski. <laughs> it's like, oh. Say when like Garner Gay looks fairly yeah. nailed on that he's going to sign. Like, what would you give him the number eight? It has to be number eight, won't it? Yeah, but Wobie's got his number seventeen, so I can yeah. live with that. I can live with Are that. Are you sure about? No, he won't be able to get back in. Though. He won't be able I'm, to get. Oh, I'm very sure. Are you yes, sure about it? Sure. Have you watched that midfield? Oh yeah. Have you watched <laughs> Everton? Have you seen Everton recently? Just, I just feel sorry for the lad himself if he does sign. Well, you know, one minute he's training with Messi and uh, you know Mbappe, and the next minute he's training with. 
anybody at Everton, like you know, yeah. getting the ball off Tom Davis, and then he's you know he's he's giving it, yeah, he's, yeah, he's giving. He's it. another one. Why is he like? It's like Sims. Uh, Sims nearly twenty two. Yeah. Why are we loaning him out? He's either going to play or because he's, he's not good enough, and they want to cash in him. So. Yeah. But say we kept players like was it um, Conor McElhaney and we kept Garber till he was in the mid twenties, Pennington. Pennington like, till he's twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, but I think what what's what I would say about that is though that's the that's the old like that was the old school, wasn't it? That was like the old people who at the club. We've got new people now and there. Mm. I think for the next couple of years to lay bed in what they want, I think we're still gonna make little decisions like that because they've put a lot of money into these players and they want something back. They want to be able to sell them on. So if Sims goes at the end of the season for maybe two, three million quid, because Sunderland do really well this season, then that'll be worth it, you know. But if they let, if they were just, if last summer they hadn't given him a contract and he'd just gone for nothing, then all that, all that money that they put into him would have just been going nowhere. Yeah. And Everton, let's be honest, for the last few years have been criticised for for letting players go for nothing. They brought a lot of players in for a lot of money um, to play in the under-23s and they let them go for nothing. So I think you need to... You need, you just need to know when the cut-off is, basically. You can't yeah. let Matt Pennington get to 27 and leave for Shrewsbury or give, you know, let players get to like 25, 26 and let them go. You've got to know when to be a bit ruthless and hopefully that's where we're going now. Yeah. So you've interviewed like a lot of former Everton players and that. What's, who's been your favourite? Oh, Duncan. Duncan's my favourite because he's my hero. Duncan yeah. Ferguson. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's, he was always my ambition to interview him um, from the early days. There's no way of, of getting in touch with him in the early days. And it was just... There was even... I remember there was a rumour... Well, it was more... It was it came out that it was true that he was living in... I think it was like Mallorca or somewhere. He'd moved his family to Mallorca. And I was like... I was even like thinking of going on holiday to like... And just seeing if I could find him in a bar or something. <laughs> just to interview him. And then obviously he came back to Everton. And then I got lucky. I got lucky because he was doing something for um, a cancer charity. I just went and I interviewed him and it was a, it was a, there was a lot of us there, but I was the only one who was doing it for a podcast. Um, so, oh no, sorry, it was, it was, it was, sorry, we were the only ones doing a video. Uh, the podcast was when I interviewed Martinus. Uh, we were the only one who had video. So everyone else was doing podcasts. So because we had the video of it, ours went more viral. Um, and it didn't really matter that it was a it was a pool of people there all asking them questions, but it was our video, so yeah. it went it went more viral. And then when it was a test, when it was a testimonial, um, we got asked in to go and interview him again, and we just we just seemed to hit it off with him. And then every time I'd see him, he started recognizing me and started recognising Baz, and we went to different events, and I think we went to Switzerland, and we seen him, he's like, oh, you're all right, I shouted, and we came over, and like, he's shouting your name, and you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> that's my hero, and he knows my name, um, and then we we were at a, we were at the premiere for Howard's Way, and I spoke to him, and he was there, me and Baz spoke to him, he said, he's coming in or what, and he went, yeah, yeah, I'll come in, and he went, come in tomorrow, and he went, I can't, come in Thursday, he was all right, come in Thursday, and he came in, he came in on the Thursday, um, and he was in for three hours. We interviewed him for an hour and a half, but he stayed for an hour and a half afterwards, just chatting, just yeah. having a chat about things, about what he saw about Everton. And then he, he'd come in for a cup of tea. Now and again, the studio, she was not far from Finch Farm, and he'd just come in for a cup of tea. Um, and we stayed in touch with him and stuff. So, you know, and 
that's unbelievable. That's fella, that, yeah. yeah, fella who's your hero. He's my, he was my hero. Mm. So we, we stayed in touch and, and just things like that are just huge. Just having, and that's where it's gone, you know, having the ambition to speak to someone, to someone you you just have a chat with now and again, or he'll video call and you're just in the chat and he'll just, you know, you'll just, you'll just, you'll be like that with the camera and go, oh, yeah, all right, Pedro, all right. And I'm like, Sometimes you've got to pinch yourself, but yeah. to be with Brian, Martinez was brilliant as well, though. Got to interview him a couple of times for the podcast. And How did he not, smell nice? <laughs> he basically come out about because <laughs> smells nice. Um, it, 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 it came about because um, the club just were like wanted to be more open. You know, That's really? still the case now. No, it was when um, it was when Alan Myers was in charge, and Alan Myers was amazing. At Everton, mm. absolutely amazing. He changed a lot for me, Alan Myers, because he was the first person to understand what. Before that, I was like basically, oh, yeah, I was in the bad books with Everton. I'm probably back in there at the moment, but um, how come you're in, ba- you in the bad books? Because I would, I'd been, I'd been part, or I was seen as being part of like people who were um, trying to, you know, cause trouble. Mm. I wasn't causing trouble. I just wanted better for Everton. That's all I ever want. Yeah. People think I'm negative. I just want better for Everton. It's like it's weird because I'm obviously on like my Twitter and stuff. I'm dead political. And if I ever go with like the government and go, this is terrible, blah blah blah. No one ever goes. You're being negative about the government. We've had good days. They go. They go. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And yet, if I do about Everton. You're negative. Oh, we won the other day, and I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't solve the problems yeah. that we have at the club. It's dead weird. It's like people just want. Obviously, it's a football club, and it's different. I I appreciate that, but you know, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, no, I just I just caused headaches for them. And at the time, the club was a lot smaller internally. There was a lot less people doing, and they were doing more jobs. So it was a lot easier to like identify people who they thought were co- trouble causers. But then when Alan Myers came in, he just changed all that. And he went, well, you've got a podcast. We were doing the radio show. He was like, no, I, he's like, I think you've got, I think you've got a um, valid reason for the way you feel. Mm. And as long as you don't, you know, there was like a couple of ground rules of just like, as long as you're not calling anyone a knobhead yeah, or yeah. you're having a go. And other people have said that to me, like, don't get personal with people. And I never, I never get personal with people. Don't get personal. If you want, if you've got a problem with someone for the way they run a football club or the way they play on a Saturday, mm. just say, I, I thought so-and-so was rubbish today. Or I think so-and-so's handling of not giving Hammers Rodriguez <laughs> number 10 was terrible. Do any I don't players follow? Followers. Oh, I don't you know. Oh. Well, or, uh, do you know the look at your stuff type thing? Then? Well, Wayne Rooney told me last week he watches. So that's there, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we met him in Washington. He was just like seeing him in a bar. And we went over, and he was like, "You all right, lads?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was trying to make small talk with them, like hmm. awkwardly. And then he went, "You do know I watch your watches, you know?" He's like, "I do watch stuff on TV." And I was like, "Do you?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." And then he was just. So all different things we've done. So that was a bit of an eye opener. There are people at the club who I think I'm not saying they watch, but they're aware. Seamus Coleman knows who we are because yeah. we've interviewed him and he and different stuff. Um and Tom Davis sort of just knows I've met him a couple of times, you know, out and about. Uh Leighton Baines, every time I see him, lets on to me. Yeah. So it's like little things like that. It's like do you watch? No, but are you aware of us? Well then maybe. Um 
I've heard weird story. I've heard Gerard Delafay, who's a patron or a premier <laughs> or a premier member now, and that's how weird that. Like someone basically told me, someone I so, so basically, um, someone I know was working for Barcelona until very very recently, um, and he's the person is is a, a premier member, so obviously that goes through patron, um, which is the reason basically why we are can be full time is because of that. Um, and he was like, we would, he talks to me now. He'll talk to me on Twitter and stuff like privately. And he'll t- he was telling me all about the problems he was having at Barcelona because of all the financial things and stuff. And he was just, and he was like, you, you know, Gerard Delafay, he was like one of your premier members, don't you? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah. He said like, I know him. He said I taught him to speak English. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Hmm. And I was like, and he's told me stuff that is that has turned out to be true. Like, I've, I've heard um, Barcelona after this player, or I've heard this player is leaving to go to this club, and it's turned out to be true. Like, I've never used any of it, because I wouldn't want to betray his confidence, but he went, yeah, Jared Delevy, he's a, a Premier member, he's like, he told me. He said, we, like, like he's like, and I was like, I, don't get me wrong, I've still got no evidence of that, by the way. There's yeah. no evidence to suggest that. And then the other week, he, and then the other week, he said, he, the same lad said to me, he said, You'd be amazed who's who. What other Everton players are like? What using and our premier members? I was like, how do you know that? But he was. He said Della Delafeu, and he said other things. So I, listen, whether it's true or not, I'm sure. I'm sure some of the younger players probably do watch, and I imagine they listen to stuff as well, other podcasts. And yeah, because when you're young, you can imagine you want to know what people think of you. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, and you're just gonna like might type your name into like I don't know YouTube or into. Twitter or something because you're young and you you might be, have either a massive ego or you might be a little bit insecure and you want to know what people think about you and you know there's been yeah you, you know you love knowing yourself you love have players in here and stuff that they just want to know what's going on about them and what people think about them so I'm sure there are I'm sure people are aware of us without watching us uh, regularly you know Duncan actually said Duncan said I, I, he said I hadn't watched you and then he said and then when he came in he said I'll watch some of your videos they were good I, and I'll, I'll watch now I'll watch regularly and stuff so whether he has or not I don't know but you do get that but um, yeah but going back to Alan Myers because you told me off a good story there going back to Alan Myers he um, he just got me into Everton um, to start doing things and he started to open up stuff and he got this pool Martin, Roberto Martinez was quite happy to do it he got these like big pools of like, you know, so it was like me doing my podcast or the people doing their podcasts or uh, when skies are great, that kind of thing. And, and from, and because I was the only real podcast there that had the following, we got the interviews out and the interviews become very successful. And again, give us that leg up again. So, and then when, when Alan Myers left Everton, I was absolutely devastated. Like really like for a month was so down with it because I really felt like I'd lost my the the ability like that leg up ability someone who was looking after us who was giving us a not an in he never like he was not someone who he, I, I love Alan to bits he's not someone who's like will sort of tell you things or give you rumors but he was mm. open to what we were doing and this was before before like the sort of the boom which we're, we're sort of in now of YouTube channels. This was a fella who saw the advantages of using fan media or independent media or whatever you want to call it and using it for the club's benefits because those Martin interviews were brilliant. He came across so well, like a really good fella and he is a nice fella and he'd remember your name. 
Like, and that's whether maybe someone two minutes before walked in, told them what everyone's name was, like pictures of us all or something. Yeah. But he knew your name. And that little things like that stick with you. And that all started with Alan. So when he left Everton, I was absolutely devastated for a while. I just thought that was going to be it. I thought that was going to be, that was my one way of um, getting into like the mainstream. Because when we started, I'm telling you this right now, the people who work in mainstream media didn't want anything to do with it. Didn't want, they wanted you on the outside. Like if any anything come up that you thought you were you could help with, they were like, no, no, we've got people here who can do that, and and it was it's only in the last couple of two or three years where it's become too big, hasn't it? Yeah. Would you say like um, the first time I can remember seeing it big in the media for any fan channel was Arsenal fan TV mm. when um, was it Gary Neville said that Arsenal yeah, fan yeah. TV thing, and then it was a bad thing, yeah, and then it, they went on to Sky, didn't they? Yeah. And then now there's the overlap, which yeah, I really yeah. enjoy. It's exactly. like it's, mad, isn't it? it's come full circle, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, Baz was at the overlap today. I said I don't get invited. Um, <laughs> although a few people are always saying to me, "You should get on the overlap," you know, it will be funny. And I'm like, I know, but I don't want. I, what I don't want is this cartoony image of me who just gets angry at anything. I, I I like to think I only get angry when it's legitimate. And sometimes when I'm talking, I feel myself getting angry and angry. And I can turn into the Hulk when, like, when, you know, but. I've, I, you know, I've done, I've done stuff with them. I've done stuff with Neville, and I've done stuff. Obviously, we've had Carrigan in the studio, which again is weird. He just walks in because that's because the Redmen are there. He'll just walk in, and these people are very, these people are clever. People like Carrigan and Neville, they, they'll, they'll like follow, um, they'll follow and watch different channels because they need to keep an ear, an ear on what's going on. Yeah, yeah. They'll take an opinion. And they'll, they might, I'm not saying they'll make it their own, but they need to be aware of what that opinion is to understand what's going on on the ground, you know, on, on, in the fan base. And I know a lot of people will go, well, you don't represent us. It's like, yeah, but if we're seeing what fans, what, how our fans feel, and then we can transmit that out um, in a wider thing, and then someone will come and watch our videos to understand, understand how the fan base feels, then you're getting a truer idea. Because let's be honest, in the last few years, the Everton fan base has been misrepresented so many times in the media of how we are and how we feel and yeah. all these different things. You want a true reflection. And I think things like the overlap now are really helping because you do get, you go to them, you do need, you do need like, you know, sensible heads. And it's why, it's why Baz goes, you know, he is the housewife's favourite. He is a sensible head. He'll, he'll come, he comes across really well where I might be a little bit more angrier or, or, you know, a little bit more animated. He will get his points across and it's, it's why people... It's why people like Ty look so stupid when they do things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's a it's a good conversation, and then he'll start jumping in with his. He'll, he comes in and he can't leave that his way of doing things at the door. Like I like to think I could, but he can't. And there are like certain people out there who just can't do that. But that you, Adam McCollin on um, is it Strefford Paddock? Oh, yeah. I remember what him and Neville last just year scree, like show. I like Adam. Adam's a sound lad. I like those lads. I've done loads of stuff with. Like, see, like this is the other side of it. I've done. I've done stuff with Troops. Troops yeah. is a nice. There's a nice lad. He looks like an absolute knobhead when he does videos <laughs> because that's that's his. You're catching him at his rawest. And I know a lot of people will go. He's putting that on. I don't know if he's putting it on. Yeah, I don't know that. I I've met the lad in. A, I've done stuff with them in our studios. I've done stuff with them in London for for different um, advertising things, videos, 
and he's a nice lad when you're talking to him. He's not doesn't he's not gonna sit there ranting and raving, do you know what I mean? Like he just sits here, you have a conversation with him, he's doing really well for himself, you know, he's in New York now. Yeah, yeah. So fair play to him. A lot of these people are just normal people, but when football is added to the mix, it's just that some people can't leave it at the door and can't have rational conversations. And that's where someone like Ty comes in. But then on the flip side of that, he's doing very well out of that, let's be honest. I yeah. think he's funny, isn't he? He's he amusing. So I I wouldn't want to be at that level. But then you've got people like Mark Oldbridge, who his name's not even Mark Oldbridge. And I've met him and he's Wait, just... Wait, isn't that? No. no. It's all a character. You know yeah, yeah. So his, name, so his name's not Mark. I can't say what his name is. Yeah, that would yeah, not be fair. But I've met him. Yeah. I've met him a couple of times. He's been in our studios. I met him when I was at Sky. He's a dead sound lad. He's Mark. a normal fella. But he's putting an act on. He's a, he's a dead dry, funny guy mm. who who just sits there and talks about football and has got a great audience. How's that any different to like any other entertainment thing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For a lot of things, it's different for him because he sits in a studio on his, on his own and does it. Then you have like, there's different extremes. I think he's on TalkSport now, isn't he? He is, well, yeah, he's yeah. got a show on TalkSport. Mm. Fair play to him. Do you know what I mean? And there are, there are, there are different levels of it. There's different things like, you know, True Geordie's, Cut himself a great thing. I've done, yeah. th- I've done stuff with you, Jordy, and I, and the kickoffs. I just, I just, massive, I, I, I did the thing with him, and I just, I destroyed him in it, like what we were talking about. I mean, he'll say he was hungover and tired and stuff, but I, I destroyed him. But he's doing really well for himself. He's again cut out a little niche. Him and him and the lads he does it with now. Again, Rory from Chelsea, Adam, those kind of people. I've done stuff with them and most of them are just sound normal people who can just they can just switch it on yeah. when the camera comes on. And yeah. that's a really hard thing as well, you know. When that camera comes on, it's dead it, it can be difficult to just switch it on. And it's different when like you're in your own studio, but when you're on like you're in your Sky Sports and you've got to suddenly switch on being yeah. a being a bit of a character of yourself, which a lot of them are. A lot of you know, we all are in a way. That can be difficult to just get your words out. Is it out. even harder doing it live? Uh, I like doing stuff live. Yeah. I like just being spontaneous because no one can then edit what I've yeah. said. Yeah. Which is the best it's thing. It's dangerous as well. Sometimes. Well, it is dangerous, but you've got to know, you know. Yeah, but I've done radio and, you, you know, there's a you, people always think, like, you know, when you're doing radio, you could just swear. You've got to, like, have something in your head that says mm. don't swear, haven't you? You've got to be conscious of what you're saying. You've got to know what you're saying. It's like when, if people are doing things and they are swearing, they're consciously swearing. They're doing them, right, it might just be because they can let go and they're relaxed. But you've got to have filters for different things, you know. And as long as you can establish that when you start these things, you know, if you're doing something that's more professional, have a bit more of a filter. If you're mm. doing it in your own studio and you're, you're live or you're doing a watch-along, you're going to have less filters, so... And different people who watch like the extreme things of that, don't they? Whether it's expressions doing his spare stuff, who I can't take seriously, but I've done <laughs> stuff with him and he seems a nice lad, but I can't take that seriously. I can't take what Troops does seriously. But that's, I'm not his audience. Yeah. I am not his audience. And what's clear is. Massive audience for those people, isn't it? Because yeah. they are huge. They are huge figures now. And so many YouTubers out there now have got, like, you know, again, like, scene of the day, like, Logan, is it Logan Paul? I could not watch his stuff, but he's yeah. a boss wrestler. Oh my God, what a wrestler. <laughs> like, I was watching it and I was thinking, fair play to you, lad. Like, I couldn't watch your YouTube stuff, but. They're you're sponsoring Arsenal, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. The, the, Mad. Well, when we, funny enough, when we were in America, Cam, 
who was with us from the Mighty Blues, kept on going on about this drink, going, oh, I'm trying to get this drink, KSI's drink, I'm trying to get it, and I'm going, what are you on about? And he's like, he's like 23, I'm like, what are you on about? And we got home and we found out that he was sponsoring Arsenal, and I was like, Wait, how, how does that happen? But that is the power now of what these people are doing, and it it has it's gone over now. It's gone over to the mainstream, and what we've seen the last two or three years, you know, with the boxing and all this kind yeah. of thing and all this, it's nuts. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to be anywhere near that. But if <laughs> I can cut my own little slice of that and be, you know, do my stuff, then then yeah. I'm happy to take a little slice of it. Do you reckon you will ever bring back Ball Street? Because I used to love that. Me, but Ball Street, Ball Street is. It's still there. It's an entity that used to like not own us. He used to like it used to be the people who looked after us, and we used to do the show. But it just become too. It used to become too consuming. So yeah. like Robbie and stuff had come up, and Adam McColler and Steve Austin would come over from Manchester. And it was a brilliant show. And that was a show that I had no filter on. Oh my God, the things I used to say on that. I had absolutely zero filter. I'd do stuff, I'd say things on there and it would be like, it would make like Paul from the Red Men and like Robbie wince the things I'd say. <laughs> and then I'd go into the next room, be on Sophie TV and wouldn't dare say those things because it was my audience. Yeah. And there's no way. <laughs> it, was all, it was proper shock and awe for me. It was like, it was basically like, I'm in a room with like a guy who represents Arsenal. who's a hu- huge Paul from the Redmen. He's huge, you know. Maybe one of the Man United lads who are huge, and it's me. And I'm trying to what What have I got to give here? I've got to be the funniest person in the room, or have the most shock value in the room, so that when people stop watching it, they remember me and don't remember those people. Yeah, yeah. And whether people think that's good or not, that's that was a big loads of those people came over and started watching our channel mm. and started to drive the numbers and it was brilliant for a while it lasted it just the problem was is that Robbie become his own thing Arsenal you know Fancy VF become its own thing it's its own he's got channels more channels now hasn't he? he's got channels off his own channel Red men are, are massive, like the stuff they do. I'm so envious of their like their staff. And don't get me wrong, a lot of their staff help us as well. But you know, if we need technical stuff, they'll come in and help us. And it's it is a brilliant. We've got a brilliant way of working with them. Um, but it just becomes too big. We all become too involved in our own thing to give up on a Monday afternoon, four hours, five hours to yeah. record these yeah. things. And then they wanted it. They wanted us to go away from what actually made us good was being unfiltered and become a bit more polished. And I don't think that works. I don't. I don't know why you do that. Let Let Sky, let BBC do that. Let YouTubers be raw and say what they want to say. Of course, we've all had to become a little bit more professional, just natural, because our audiences are growing up with us. You know, we we can see what our demographics are and our demographics are actually funny enough ours have got a little bit younger recently they're like it used to be like 35 to 55 now it's gone from 25 to 55 so our demographics i've got younger but i i don't imagine i i I appeal to a 16 17 18 year old not a chance my my the way i talk about football and i'm an everton dad apparently even though i've got no kids you know what i mean i'm an everton dad um so i don't appeal to like i don't appeal to like the the uh people walking around with with ons on and you know even though I do wear a lot of Montrix myself, like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, it's nice gear, good fitting. Um, 
so I don't really appeal to a certain man, and I understand that. I understand that. So I, so I, I just try and appeal to our our, our, our audience, which is obviously getting older mm. with us. Like there used to be this idea, and it used to worry me all the time. As as I got older, how would I sustain it? You know, because it's my job, and if I got to like sixty five and I was still still to my Everton, where would my audience be? And then Baz just one day just went to me. Our audience will grow old with us. Like when we're when we're older, they'll be older. So we'll still have that relative like thing in common. And 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 then we have tried to introduce like younger people to our to us, but um into our into our videos and stuff. But I would love those days of yeah. bringing like Ball Street back, but it's just it's just not gonna happen. It's yeah. just not gonna happen, I don't think. But that's where that's where things like um, the kickoff have done really well yeah, for themselves because yeah. the kickoff essentially took what we were doing and started and just used it. We had that; that was ours, and we stopped doing it. It's so frustrating that we stopped it, and we had bigger names, and we had than they had. They have at the time. We had like we had Robbie, we had Paul from the Redmen or Chris from the Redmen. You know, we had these big names coming in, House and McCabe. We had these big names coming into our studios every single week, and we stopped doing it. And then through Geordie, obviously through, mostly through screaming at Newcastle and the FIFA videos, yeah. got very big. Lawrence done a brilliant job sort of polishing it up, getting that chalk and cheese thing. And now, the, and oh my God, Sue Geordie's done unbelievable for himself. And fair play. And at some at one point, I, try, I was like thinking, should I do that? Should I just be dead outrageous and just... And I was just like, no, because I've got to go to the match. And I've got to see people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Abuse at the match. For yeah, people. for loads of people. Yeah, yeah. But not as much as like people being dead nice. Yeah, like loads. Of, like America last week, there was loads of people coming up and getting pictures with all of us. Even Ned. And if anyone knows Ned from Toffee TV, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Even even Wayne Rooney said something to him which was hilarious. Oh, Wayne Rooney went, "Oh, here he is, the other little ginger cunt." Like, <laughs> like this little kid, this kid who basically like like is that is our glorified tea boy. Um, no, I get, <laughs> no, you get loads of people like who are nice, who are like mostly from mostly who are from the city, like yeah. loads of people from the city, but loads of people who come up and want like photos and stuff are normally from outside the city mm. who week to week is Toffee TV is is what they watch or yeah. or you know one of the things they watch to get their Everton news. People who are from Liverpool, it's not gonna be the same. They're gonna look at us and go, Well, you're what are you telling us that we don't really think that's because obviously it's just within conversation here. But yeah, it's just what's Everton what, you're from an you, hour away. It's what not. are you telling us that we don't already know? I yeah. I understand that. I get that. I don't I don't have a problem with is that. Is your audience mostly like What's percentage of Everton fans? I know it might sound stupid, but... I, do you know what? I couldn't tell you because that's not a demographic that is, like, filled in on YouTube. Yeah, I know all the other... I, I can tell mm. you age, I can tell you sex, I can tell you location, I yeah. can tell you every demographic. The thing is, when you sign up to YouTube, you don't put who you support. <laughs> so, if I, but I imagine it's there's mostly Everton, but then something like 45% of the views on our videos are from non-subscribers. So mm. I imagine a lot of them would be fans who aren't Evertonians. Yeah. But we've got we've got premier members who are not Evertonians. They just go, I like watching you, and I'm, I'm prepared to pay because I think what you do is good. I, I, I find that mad, but fair play to them. But, it, you know, when abuse is like, when I mean by, by abuse is, I don't think I've ever had anyone in my face yeah. going, you know, I get, listen, Twitter, I get loads of abuse. 
I get every opinion I make is wrong in the eyes of someone and they can't just go, your opinion's wrong. They have to call you a big fat ginger knobhead, right? Or something like that. Do you know what I mean? like, like I haven't heard that a million times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I've been ginger for quite a long time. In fact, I'm getting less ginger now. So um, I don't know whether, uh, whether you know, and the other one is, this is their weird. People love to have, love to just go, just a taxi driver. It's like, yeah, I did that for a li- I used to be a taxi driver. What's wrong with... Yeah, I'm, no. Would you turn... Would you... Is that like... Would I turn around to someone and go, you're just a... You're just an Asda driver or something? Do you know what I mean? Would you yeah. turn around... You're just a solicitor or... What, <laughs> is it like... What... What... what like... Funny enough, Alan Myers... When I was on the cabs... Alan Myers had messaged me and go... He was on... He was on the cabs when he started out. Yeah. And he was like, I did the cabs for years. Don't worry about it. It's like the people people go just a taxi driver. It's like number one, that wasn't the worst job in the world. Yeah. Number two, a lot of people do it, especially in this city, to pay the bills. And like, what's what's wrong with being a taxi driver? What's wrong with like doing any job that pays the bills? Like, you know what I mean? What would you rather me do? And actually, as I said before, I, I was a taxi driver because it allowed me the spare time to build to create a career for myself. You know, in a in a different way. A lot of people might, might have gone to uni or that kind of thing. I did it in a different way, and being a cab driver helped that. So no, there are Twitter is like Baz used to say to me. He said like, I don't know how you put up with it. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, I just go, it's just, it is the way it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I now and again, I just like to put a tweet out and then just mute the notifications. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then people will go, see the things people have been saying about you. And I go, no. TikTok's it's, it's the one. The yeah. best no, comments. I'm not on TikTok. Oh. I'm not on TikTok. No, but it's like, it's mad little things. It's like when, 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 um, when, so when the Ukraine war started and I put on Twitter, probably best if Everton don't have to sign what are you on about? You're not bad. That's blah, blah. And I'm like, don't, don't you think the side and playing and we've got a Ukrainian player might seem a little bit unsensitive or, you know, if it's my PR might be a little bit bad. You're not bad. And I was like, well, we'll find out on Saturday. And there was no side on Saturday. Yeah. And it's just like little things like that. It's like, just, just have some common sense. You don't, yeah. not everything has to be, you have to call someone a knobhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we've seen it all summer where it's like people, talking about like having a go with the board 27 campaign and all this kind of things like if someone doesn't agree with you on something how to do something why you don't need to call them a knobhead do you you know all these <laughs> yeah, all these spaces oh, and all that it's mad isn't it? it's mad isn't it it's just like you can have an opinion you can have an opinion but you don't need to call each other knobheads about it yeah. you don't have to be mates but you don't have to call someone a knobhead about it I think that's just a society issue now though, See, not just football but don't you think though that started to seep through into like real life now where is it i find i'm starting to worry that these people are being starting to get desensitized to calling people things in 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 twitter or or whatever and it's starting to see there's through. no consequences there. exactly Online, so people are starting yeah. to do stupid things now in the real world yeah and then and then they'll video it and they are, they'll video it and put it on twitter anyway you know <laughs> what i mean it's like so what all ends up on twitter i mean some of the things that you know best don't mention concert square with twitter but um <laughs> some of the things that get rid- some of the you things, know you know yeah some of the things that go on twitter like now it's just people have just got to go right i've got a different opinion to you it doesn't mean you're an obed it's like and it might be the most Un, might be the most baffling like thing to them certainly about Everton I mean don't get me wrong there's other things with like politics where I certainly will call people knobheads but they're like things that for me affect our day to day lives and how much money we've got in our pockets and all that kind of thing And but 
things like with footy, it's like if you don't be- if you don't want to go to Goodison for a protest, it doesn't mean you have to call the people who do go there a knobhead. Yeah. It's like they've got a legitimate reason. And if you're if you're doing the protest and someone says I won't be there. It's not the kind of thing I want to do. Don't call them a knobhead because you certainly won't be winning any friends doing that. It's just, it's just this thing that's a, that's appeared. It's not just appeared. It's, it, but in the last, in the last few years, though, it has got worse and worse, um, and it, it just needs to stop. It's stupid. But it's there. Uh, like yeah. you know, if I if I don't have someone calling me a knobhead once a day, then I'm clearly not doing my job correctly. <laughs> yeah. Or the other one is, and I absolutely love this because it is brilliant. It's, and I see this all the time. It's like. Baz is sound, but that head's a knobhead. I, it's like, it just makes you like everyone thinks they're dead. Everyone thinks they're dead original saying that. It's just like, yeah, Baz is sound. I might be a knobhead sometimes. But, but like, just you're not the first person to say that, mate. Yeah. It's just like, it's just the way it is, isn't it? But no, I see that all the time. It just makes me laugh. You need to get on that TikTok, you know? I'm not going on TikTok. It's just not happening. The, the comment we had today, um, we put a video up, right? Because yeah. we've done a little episode with our mate, yeah. And I said, I think City will win the league, City will win the Champions yeah. League, Arsenal win the FA Cup, and Chelsea win the League yeah. Cup. No one mentioned Liverpool on the video. Someone commented, calling us blue nose runts. <laughs> no, I just, no one, no one like, do you know what I mean? No one mentioned Liverpool, did they? Just, it happens all the time, doesn't it? It's just like, it's like what, what's that got to do? Like, does that Ricky Chavez video? You must have seen it. It's like, like if you, if you, uh, you know, it's, it's if someone's. Um, what was it? Like guitar lessons it was. And he says, you know, you ring up the number and go, I don't want guitar lessons. <laughs> it's like, why would you, like, it's the same with Twitter. It's like, you'll put some on there and go, someone will call you. And it's like, well, what's it got to do? Like, no one asked you. Scroll past. Just scroll mm, past, yeah. like. No, I'm, I'm too old for TikTok. That's, <laughs> that's like, that's, no. Yeah. I understand it but, and, I, and I appreciate it. It's just not for me. It's just like, there's too much, like there's too much going on. I've no, like I, I do sit around on my phone most of the time and I am someone who, who loves to take in information, but I just, there's too many things now and it, it is all consuming and it, it's like, you do sometimes you, it's funny when you take a step back and you just see everybody just sitting there on the phone and i am guilty of that but no tiktok's like the one where it's just like facebook i dip into just to see just to keep make sure our socials are up to date on it yeah instagram instagram is just yeah it's a world of its own i'm not going anywhere <laughs> with that but and then twitter is like my bread and butter it's where i just keep up with everything yeah. see who's calling me in our bed <laughs> keep an eye on certain people just you know so we're the opposite in that sense aren't we we'd yeah. say tiktok is the like, quickest growing I'm then instagram 20, then twitter i'm 20 years older than you two i'm 43 years of age i've seen all this stuff invented like i've literally i've literally had to wait for technology to catch up with me like i had all these ideas years ago of what i wanted to do and there was no way of doing any of it unless like you went to like university and become like a television presenter it's like yeah. it was never going to happen i've had to wait for the for all this stuff to catch up with what I wanted to do in a weird way. So like now I can literally just grab my phone and do a live and I've waited, but you know, the stuff like TikTok, I just, it's just, no, yeah, I get it. I've seen, oh, but the one thing about TikTok, all the videos end up on Twitter anyway. Yeah. So I'm clearly not missing out on anything. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but it, it's good for short opinionated boom. I don't want short, 
does it pay? Can does it make? Do you make money off TikTok? No, I don't. Then I'm not interested. Even like KSI, and not. I'm not interested. Then I, <laughs> I, my opinions need to. No, my opinions need to be monetized. Yeah, it's why I don't do spaces. Yeah, there's no money in them, and yeah. people might go, "Oh, that's I, I, this is my job." I like I. There has to be org money that comes out of it. There has to be a YouTube video that you can watch, and you have to watch an advert for ten seconds. That pays the bills. That pays for me to have two staff in my offices. Mm. That pays for me to have the half decent cameras and half decent microphones and equipment. That pays though for those things. Like if I put my opinions on TikTok, then I don't know who'd be watching in the first place. But there, there has to be a little bit of like just just a little the little advert yeah, for me yeah, to pay the bill. Yeah. Like yeah, so and you, a new thing we threw into the podcast now is name one random Premier League footballer. For me to name one, I've forgotten. No one Any. mentioned him. No one, everyone, but then everyone will go, Oh, yeah, remember him. Oh, my God, I've forgotten. I've, I've forgotten more than, than I can remember. Um, I get there, but I, I was there though. I was there on day one at the Premier League. I'll have names that you wouldn't even remember. That's what you want. Oh, let me hang on. You sh- <laughs> can't, oh. doesn't have to be Everton either. No, I wasn't thinking of Everton. I've f- tried to forget most Everton players. Got one. <laughs> I'm going to say Sibierski scored in the opening day against Stefan. No seven for Wigan. Sibierski. Get beat 1 0. Nah, 1 2 1. Oh, did we? Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Osman and, um, yeah. and Achieve scored. Yeah. No, I was thinking of the 1 0 when they came up. They beat us 1 0. And I think it was, that was, actually, no, that was 05. I think it was, um, I think it was making his debut for us. Um, Nuno Valente, and he got terrored. <laughs> got absolutely terrored. He improved after that, like Nuno. Who's my Maynard Figueroa? Figueroa. He's, in, he's a Wigan one as well, isn't he? Yeah. Maynard, same name as people who make wine gums. You never want <laughs> that, do you? And sports mixture as well. <laughs> I love sports <laughs> My mum and dad, when I was a kid, my mum and dad, when I was a kid, owned a sweet shop yeah. with like a video shop at the back. So I was, I, I had all the sweets and all the videos. Some child. I was the luckiest kid in the world, wasn't I? Um, all the sweets, yeah, and all the videos and... Like that's why I'm like a massive film buff now. I just from from being a kid. That's why I have terrible teeth as well. Uh, <laughs> I definitely need to go to Turkey and sort that out. Um, oh, player! Let me think of a player. Um, uh, Casey Keller, American, American goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. The American thing popped in my head there. Yeah, I know the name, but I can't put it. Yeah, blonde. Um, Is he Fulham? Was he? He played. I'm sure I had a match attack of him. Past <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Honestly, there you go. Who did he play for? I think he played for Spurs for a little bit. Um, I think he played for. They're very good in goalie Americans, aren't they? It's the handling, though, isn't it? Friedel, Guzan, Howard. Yeah, it's the, the handling. And think, yo, who's the other one who played for us? We had another one. Um, oh, he played for Wolves, and I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, Hanneman. Hanneman. Marcus, Marcus Hanneman. Yeah. This is what happens when you get old. You just start going <laughs> like We've had some bad second choice keepers. That's another. Yeah. Carlo Nash, remember him? Nuka. Yeah, no, Carl, Wessels, yeah. Vessels. Stefan Vessels. Yeah, did long hair. Stefan yeah. Ve- uh, Carlo Nash. Only- See, this is what's funny is that you could name a player to me and I'm I'm not I'll give you like something. So Carlo Nash made one 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 game played one game for Everton. It was against Batty Barasov at Goodison. It's the coldest game I've ever been at Goodison. We got beat one nil. Uh Stefan Vessels played against Oldham in the third round of the FA Cup and we got beat one nil and the ball basically went through his hands. You know so, like, stuff like that delayed. I remember. 
But but you ask me for a random player, I'm like, oh my god. See, like all my mates call me weird because I can like name right. off like any Everton score from over, over like yeah. five on encyclopedia, aren't they? Yeah, and like you've just named that, so it's not that weird game. game. It was yeah. delayed. Do you know why it was delayed? The ship was on fire? Yeah. See? Classic <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. I am boss at stuff like that. But ask me to like remember what happened yesterday or just a random player. I'm like, oh my God, I black out. But like the chippy was on fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Throw <laughs> <laughs> Everton. That is, isn't it? That's, that's Everton for you, isn't um, it? <laughs> where'd you see Toffee TV in five years? Um, hopefully, my goal is now is 100,000. I honestly, it's like in the YouTube community, I don't think you get, I just don't think you get like the respect till you've got like the silver shield yeah. thing, uh, badge. That's like the, that's like the one for me. If we crack that, then I'm, I'll be perfectly happy. But then I've been perfectly happy at other things. I've had like goals, but you've got to keep adding the goals. You've got to keep going further and further with it. Um, but a hundred thousand is definitely where I want to be. Just uh, heaven to be good, so that yeah. so we so we can come in and be optimistic yeah. and have happy episodes and just just it be a nice place and for people to stop saying I'm miserable or stuff like that. But I just I for me I just I you know I just want them to work in tandem. I want Everton to get good and improve and be a better team. I don't expect the world. I don't expect Champions League. I don't expect to win the league. I just want a good team I can be proud of. Yeah. And I want I want Toffee TV to go hand in hand in that and build and, and get better because if we get bigger and we get better and there is more money coming through the door we'll invest in better better things that's the that's the ultimate thing you know we did the documentary at the end of the season for the you know for the for the season um and i want to do more and more of that i want to do more documentaries it's something the red men have been doing and i've been very envious of it is that just having better stuff better people who work there are in for us as well who who know how to put these things together and it not just be necessarily a little bit off the cuff at times which it, it still very much is off the cuff you know, because it's football you're reacting to what's going on around you but it'd be nice to just go to just get better with Everton that's yeah. the, that what, is, what have I said to you though you'd stay on 60k subs but Everton will win the cup, uh, oh, cup in the no, next no. five years <laughs> 100% Everton 100% 100% Everton not it's an nice. issue not an issue for me that, <laughs> that I've had stuff like that thrown at me before you know but no Everton yeah. to win something would be because if they did win we wouldn't be on 60,000 <laughs> no, honestly Everton would always Everton would always always come first yeah. in, nice. any, in any conversation yeah. Um and then off because listen if it, if it stayed where it is now we were doing what we're doing now then fine yeah. I don't really ask for much in life um, I just I just you know uh, the odd holiday and yeah. and, and go in the match yeah. and, 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 go, <laughs> and go on the pitches to watch Marvel films which I'm, I'm very sad about but um that, yeah, if that yeah. and if ever, I'd, oh god, I'd love to see Evan win something for, for everybody. For everybody, I you know what I want to do. I just want to turn what we saw at the end of the season with the bus welcomes in into something like the whole city can get behind, like all the blues yeah. can be there in like town and see us lift the trophy. But listen, am I optimistic that's going to happen? No, <laughs> but, but that's not necessary. That's that's something that's just getting getting away from us because of football in general has just become. Very, it's getting so stretched. Yeah, yeah. Just if they just go go and play in your Super League, just go and play <laughs> in your Super League, and leave us to just do what we want to do. Yeah. So no, I'd definitely take that. So Sophie would be brilliant. Yeah. 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 What so about your? Sorry, go on. Got one more. Um, on. Your top three favorite songs by a Liverpool artist. 
Oh my god. Um Okay. I don't know if these are in any order. Heart you know what I love? The mighty the the mighty war. Uh, heart as big as is it heart as big as the city? Heart as big as my hometown. I love that song. And actually, even though it's got like about Liverpool, it when Duncan Ferguson left Radio City done like a, a montage of the song and his goals. Me mate Carlos, who works for Radio Merseyside, did it. And he's brilliant at montages. You ever listen to like Radio Merseyside? He's brilliant. And he mixed this, mixed the song with Duncan. And honest to God, I sat in the car and cried. <laughs> I was sobbing my ass out. Um, so, um, that, um, oh, I'm trying to think. You've put me on the massive spot here. Um, I can't even think. It's a couple by Echo and the Bunnymen yeah. that, that I like, that I can't think of the songs. The one in The Lost Boys, but I can't. Is, what is it? People are strange. And then what else? I was anything by Ant, Anton Powers, my mate Anton. <laughs> I played at Goodison with Anton. Hey, he's rubbish at footy, <laughs> but he's a boss DJ. Yeah. So uh, something by Anton. But there's, there's, there's lots No, I'd say actually, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Uh, the Power of Love, best Christmas song ever. Yeah, <laughs> best Christmas song ever. So yeah, there you go. There's, there'll be loads. Of, uh, anything by the Beatles is the real answer. Of course. Yeah. Anything by the Beatles is the real answer. But you know. Yeah. Or oh, Paul McCartney. I love Paul McCartney. But if anyone ever gets a chance to go and see Paul McCartney, right, go and see him. He's amazing. There you go. So the final question: What's your favourite pint? Um, I like uh, I like IPAs. When lockdown happened, I bought myself one of those perfect drafts. Yeah. So you pour oh, yeah. your own pints, and I experimented with a lot of different things. But I like and I don't like gassy beer. So that's so like Carling and stuff. Oh my god, I wouldn't wash my feet in Carling. Um, <laughs> So a nice IPA, I like, or I like, or a nice pint of Guinness, something like that. Yeah. But a nice IPA, something that's not got loads of bubbles in. So because mm. yeah, bubbly, uh, it just feels you full of gas and you yeah. can't drink. <laughs> we haven't had that one before, have we? No, that's I a think you're the first person that said IPA to me. Yeah. I'll be slagged off for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thanks very much for that. We appreciate it. Uh, no worries. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and give us a five star review on Spotify. Thanks very much. <laughs> thanks, son.